Welcome back everybody, hope you're all keeping well and safe. Another new episode today and again, another new industry that we've, we've not looked at before. Um, I will run out of industries at some point, but for now we're, we're still finding new people, new places. I've got John McGrath on with me today from Fridge Angels. John, how you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good, mate. I'm good. The the, the first thing I'm, I'm going to ask you, and you know, it's probably will sound like the most ridiculous question in the world to you, but Fridge Angels, obviously, commercial refrigeration and air conditioning engineers for your average guy in the street. What what is what does that mean? What is it that the company actually do? Well, we look after uh, refrigeration and air conditioning, um, service, maintenance, installations, everything to do with it, really, in mm-hmm. restaurants, hotels, shops, offices, and it's outside the house, basically. Aye, just most kind of premises you guys will cover then? Primarily the uh, hospitality industry, mm-hmm. which has been a bit shit, to be honest, recently, because yeah. they've been they've been closed, but um, we're surviving. And that's the main thing, mate. I think that's what most businesses are just trying to get by just now until things get back to some sort of normality. Yeah, well, that's it. Right, so... Fridge Angels has been running for a, a good few years now, but going back before that, how did the whole how did the whole business idea come about in the first place? How did this become an industry that you wanted to get involved in and then obviously get a business going in it? To be honest, it's an industry that I didn't really want to get involved in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was politely asked to leave school <laughs> when I was just turned 16 right. and my dad worked in the industry so he got me I kind of kind of left school on a Friday and started an apprenticeship on a Monday mm-hmm. um, and I kind of bounced about different companies um, over the years couldn't I, I, I didn't like taking orders off people mm-hmm. and then it came me at one day I just decided listen I'm going to go for this myself yeah so I kind of started out as a sole trader 2012, um, and I, I started out and I didn't have any customers or anything like that, mm-hmm. but I had, I had some contacts in the, um, in restaurants and stuff like that, and they contacted me to take on their work, so I kind of started for there, and then as time went on, I was doing some jobs down south, mm-hmm. but there's a, there, so at the time, my company was called, my, my sole trader name was JM Refrigeration, mm-hmm. but I was going down and doing a couple of jobs down south and there was a company down there called that, so I thought, no, something needs to change here. We need to we need to get uh, get something fresh that nobody's yeah. got. So I got the kids involved and that's where the name came from. Brilliant. Well that and it's something different as well, I suppose it kinda keeps you apart from others. Ah, uh, well it's quite catchy. Um and the kids came up with it, it wasn't me or anything like that. So so I guess it's a wee story as well. It's good to know that they were involved. Aye, definitely. You'll need to be weighing them in when they're older. I'm <laughs> <laughs> weighing them in and out. <laughs> and I know you'd obviously, you, you touched on it at the start there. So for you, 
at, at school, was it just something that you just never clicked for you or was there more behind it at that point? Or you just, can I get to the point where you're just done with it? What, with school? Yeah. Yeah, I, I played I played a lot of pro youth football when I was mm-hmm. younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a bit of a stinking attitude, so I never made it. And I, I, I never, I, my grades in school were all right, but mm-hmm. I didn't really, I, I never really knew what I wanted to do, to be honest with you. But my mum and dad were kind of, they were the type of people that um, if you're not at school, you're not saying about this, who's doing nothing? No. Um, so I, I, I ended up working. But I, I can I go into it to start with, obviously a wee wage coming in and stuff like that. But, um, but I didn't really like it. I was only there for the wage, to be honest with mm-hmm. And then as I got a wee bit older, obviously as kids started being born, I started to get a bit more mature. I kind of settled in and knuckled in a wee bit. Aye, it just, and was there a, was there a point for you, I know you were saying there, it was just like a kind of wage at the start and it kind of filled a gap for you. Was there a point for you when you then kind of thought that this is potentially a gore for me if I kind of do go at Mullen or was there kind of a, a moment for you that kind of stuck with you? See, to be honest with you, um, um, I was working for different companies, right? And and at the end, I was I was I was working for companies, and I was taking orders off of people that didn't know as much as me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I seen a couple of other guys that I've worked with in the past, you know, and setting up their own thing and really making it work. Mm-hmm. And I thought I could probably do that as well. And the the the, the point is, like, I I've got my kids half the week. Yeah. So it came to a point where I was having to take them to school and pick them up for school. So I, that was a big factor in it as well. I thought, mm-hmm. I'll set up myself. I don't have anybody to answer to. Um, and it gives me that wee bit of freedom um, to be able to do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So so re- really, uh, what I was looking for was a life change. I felt as if I was working all the time. It was dead demanding. Yeah. Um, I was quite happy not earning as much money as long as I had a bit of freedom, a bit more time in my hands to to do the things that I need to do, like the kids' schools, football training, um, dancing, all this kind of stuff. Aye, aye, all the different kind of things that go along with it. And you've, and it's it's hard to to fit around a job if you're probably if you're not your own boss as well because you've got to be there for set times. No, well that's that. I never started the business to like become a multi millionaire or anything. Like that. I started it for for a bit of free time. Mm-hmm. And I know you were saying obviously when you started out obviously you'd no real customer base or anything how how hard was that for you at that point to kind of build it the company up and get things moving did you need to kind of get out there and and graft a lot with companies i had worked with a couple of boys in the past and they were kind of subcontracted me working stuff like that and then on my spare time i had like thousands of business cards um, walking about streets, posting, uh, putting them into all different shops, restaurants, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And because I've, I've not got any, I'm not very good on social media or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was a bit of a struggle at the start. Uh, but at the start, I kind of still lived with my parents. Yeah. So it wasn't as if um, like, I, I had a wee bit of time there that I could, I could work on it and build it slightly. Ah, you were need, you didn't have like a mortgage and that to worry about at the no, same time. No, I never had any of that. So mm-hmm. I, I kind of, I kind of helped us out a wee bit, and then I got one good contract uh, for Pirelli's ice cream in Paisley. Mm-hmm. 
for, for their factory. And Enzo in there took a pile of business cards off me and he just sat them behind his desk. And then his customers came in for their ice cream, he would give them a card. So for a for a quite a period of time, about ninety percent of my customers were Italian, were the um, Italian community. <laughs> and uh, I, so most of the restaurants now were all kind of Italian restaurants and stuff like that I was doing. But like, can I built for there? And that's that's something that I picked up on because when I was obviously we'd we'd spoke before and and you'd sent me a bit of detail over and when I was looking into the kind of backstory to to the company and. How you you built it up, and you were talking about the the marketing side of things, and how you you kind of got to that point without spending any money, and it was all kind of just getting out there and getting word of mouth about. For, but for anybody maybe in the same position, how did you manage to maintain that for so long for without spending cash? Because obviously, people some companies haven't got money to spend on on marketing their business. But for you, what were the kind of main things that that worked for you and try to get out there? See, to be honest with you, I've, I've kind of built up a wee, we've, we've got a wee team of about four or five guys there, and um, they're all good, and they're all nice boys, approachable and stuff like that, so mm-hmm. we, we, see, see when we're getting into places, people people seem to really like us, right. and and they're quite happy to share us about, like, to share their names to all their friends and stuff like that, so... I don't know how I don't know how that happened, but we've never really spent a penny on any marketing. It's just kind of everything we've, we've had just came to us. Mm-hmm. And I think the good thing is the name. It's because if you think of a fridge company, like I'm, I'm, I've worked for most of them, and I can't even really remember their names. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But our name's quite catchy, so people do remember it. Mm-hmm. And do you get a lot of when you've got people phoning you for for quotes or for contracts or that? Do you get people saying, oh, I got your name for such and such, and is that kind of just passing it about? Well, I, I I tend to ask people, how did you how did you hear about this kind of thing, and they'll tell us who told them. Mm-hmm. Aye, so it's the, the kind of, that's, that's where most of it comes from, to be honest with you. And see the people that's came to us, they've never really left us, but we've worked for the same people for years. Right. And I suppose that kind of, when you're looking for a company to do something, you're looking for people who've got the same customers for that long as well because there's that element of trust that comes with it. Yeah, well, that's it. The, the other thing that I read, and as soon as I read it, I was like, I've got to ask him about this. We were, You were talking about when you first got started and obviously you, you didn't have a lot of money to be buying vans or, or doing anything like that and you got, um, it was a, a mentor of yours that had set up like your website and that for you and, and just kind of done it off their own back but how, how did that all come about so um he can he can he was kind of help me set up to start with but i like going back years ago um my dad worked for qb refrigeration and this guy owns a an it company mm-hmm. um and he's done really well for himself with it so, but at the start, my dad gave him all the work for NKB refrigeration. Right. With all the other computers and all the IT stuff in there. Mm-hmm. So, when he started helping us out, he he just says to us, listen, I'm going to pay for your website and your branding as as a as a thanks to your dad for what he done. He got me started, so I want to give you a bit of help to get you started. That's amazing. No, he's a great guy, and I still talk to him to like just now. I knew him all growing up and all that as well. He came for the same shitty scheme that I grew up in. <laughs> <laughs> and I suppose yeah. that that's the thing for you as well, because if you is it most part you come for you? 
No, Moor Park Moor in Park. So, I suppose you could have, your life could have easily went a, a totally different way at some point, I'm guessing, if, if you'd have kind of picked one way or another. Ah, uh, well, that's the thing. Most of my friends are grew up with and stuff like that. I've been in jail or maybe a lot of them are dead, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, and it's not that. I've, I've moved back into the estate that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. I bought a brand new house here, but, it's, but, it, but it is in the same estate that I grew up in. So um, it's, it's a wee bit different now. No, but a lot of people I grew, I grew up with and stuff like that, they've, they've died, or maybe drug addicts, or... Um, they're in jail. Mm-hmm. I grew up with a guy that's just he, he's doing twenty eight years in jail for killing people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, so I think I can. Kind of grateful. My dad and my mum did push me into working as soon as I left school. Mm-hmm. And I, that, because, that's that's the thing. I suppose when you look back at it now, can you kind of see why that why they were having that approach of like if you're not doing something, then you'll need to get a job and kind of get yourself out there. No, definitely. Don't don't get me wrong. I didn't like it at the time, <laughs> but but I'm very very grateful now. And the thing is, for you as well, obviously, it must be a good feeling for you to now be sitting. As you say, you're you're not doing it to to make billions or millions or whatever, but to look back and go, I've I've created something. I've got this business that loads of companies are buying into, and I've got the trust of a lot of people, and uh, and it's been built from scratch. But that must be amazing for you. No, it does. It feels good. Um, like the kids are proud of me, and all that. I'm getting mm-hmm. wee messages on social media and all that from my daughter saying, "Well done, Dad." And all that. Oh, that's a good feeling. I know, definitely. I'm, I'm really, really happy with where I've got to. And I was, I was just going to touch on something there. Mm-hmm. Like when I first started out as well, I was going to these business networking events, dressed up in a suit that I would never wear in my life. Aye trying to speak, like, try to put a polite accent on. Mm-hmm. I wasn't getting anywhere, and somebody turned around and told me one day, John, do you want to know what? You sound fake. Just mm-hmm. be yourself. Aye. Do you know what I mean? And ever since I've done that, everybody seems to quite like it. I suppose, but it's, and it might be a Scottish thing as well, but it's people tend to go with kind of genuine folk, don't they? If you have just been yourself, you tend to get more of a buy-in for, for people. Yeah, I, like at the start, like, like when I was going to these things, maybe somebody else sounded pretty posh, mm-hmm. so you, you, felt, you felt as if you had to change aye, to, aye. to be able to talk to this person, when really no, they, they should be changing to speak to me. <laughs> aye, and see, see when that person said that to you, were you a wee bit like... Aye, that makes sense. Or were you like, mm, don't know? No, that, I was like, ah, that does make sense. And I, I thought to myself, no, I'm driving myself crazy here trying to speak like these people when it's when it's just not me. Aye, aye. So, aye, so and I went and done a wee bit of work on it with a, with a friend of mine, Jed, for Dynamic Creations. You've mm-hmm. probably seen him on social media. Aye, that name rings a bell, the Dynamic Creations. Aye, he does, does all the cold water exposure stuff. All right, okay, yep. Um, so I've I, I done a bit of work with him and he kind of went into, into my mind and found where the fear came from, why I, why I was scared to talk to people, like with my accent. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he, he went in and he took it away. That's amazing. If you don't mind me asking, uh, where, where, did, where, did, where was it coming from? Was it just... Well, it, it came from a couple of different places. It was like teachers in school mm-hmm. Um like, you know, obviously, you're from Glasgow as well, so mm-hmm. 
teacher asked you a question and you would answer me how instead of why aye, can I aye. and then and then they would say to me what do you mean how because I want you to do you know what I mean like just ridiculing as in aye. front of full class and it kind of came through came through came through things like that um, but even I had done that havening technique that um, that they done with the uh, the firemen for 9-11 and mm. they just took it away so then I was going on and speaking to people and making phone calls and we sort of problem mm-hmm. that's amazing um, I, don't know, I, I was kind of I thought this isn't going to work but it did work aye and I, I take it now it's, it's something that just doesn't bother you now you're just kind of happy with it aye it doesn't bother me at all now I just just go about my daily business whoever I need to speak to no, that's amazing. Um, and I suppose it kinda it ties into what I was going to ask you. Obviously you've you've had that that guy, Stuart, that kinda helped you with the website and that, and then you've had that guy that's helped you with the kinda the fear side of things as well. But is there any what's the kind of best bit of advice that you've got when you've kinda went for the start to where you are now? Um I've had that much to be honest with you. Um, I've, had, I've had loads of good people in my corner. Mm-hmm. Um, the same guy, Stuart, that, that, that paid for my website. Mm-hmm. Um, the best bit of advice he gave me was see if you're going to take on any employees, take people take people on that are better than you. Right. Um, and And uh, when I first started out as well, uh, the Wally Hockey, so Wally Hockey got mm-hmm. me up to his office. He was giving me some advice. And he, basically he just sat me down and says, listen, just believe in yourself. Knuckle down, believe in yourself. Don't be scared to ask for stuff. Then just go for it. And that's what I've done. I love that. Do you know, there's actually, I've had a few people on that have all mentioned Wally Hockey and just the part that he's played in just even... Like having a chat with somebody or giving them a wee bit of advice, and it, it, it just seems to be kind of spends a lot of time with people that are trying to start out on their own and, and put that graft in. Uh, well, this is a guy that's come at the time back in 2012. Mm-hmm. This is a guy that's come and he was worth 600 million quid. Right. And I'm a wee guy for Enfrew just starting out myself that mm-hmm. he doesn't even know. Right. And, he, and he still invites me up to his office. So, uh, Potentially, over the time, it could have been a rival fridge company. Ah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And he still and he still got me up to his office, and he still gave me advice. Um, so no, that was really good deal. That's immense, and it's it's just that passing on, and it's just even if it's somebody doing the same thing that you're doing, if they're taking the time to kind of give you that wee bit of advice or just having that bit of chat, it goes a long way. No, definitely, and that's the thing. I don't like. People have came to me for advice about starting a, a, a fridge company and stuff like that mm-hmm. as well. And I give them advice because it's, the thing is, see if you stand up and out and look out your window, every building you can see instead of fridge in. Aye. So, so there's enough work out there for everybody. Aye. No, that's it. And when you put it like that, it's a kind of... It, it makes perfect sense. It's, it's not as if there's a, a wee tiny market and there's so many companies trying to buy for it. You're talking about every household, every business going... Yeah, definitely. And then you like, like so if you get into if you get into the bookies or something like that, you can get fridges. You know what I mean? Uh, air conditioning, all new build offices have all got air conditioning. So there's there's millions of work out there. Aye. 
everybody just needs to learn to work together. <laughs> Aye, that's it, that's it. And I suppose the the staff thing probably ties into somebody had sent me over a question today when I said that you were coming on and what they were saying was when you are if you're looking to take somebody on, if you're if you're advertising for people, what kind of what kind of qualities do you look for in that person to to think they'll be a good fit for for your company? Um, well, the, see your company, we all kind of work together. See when we're doing installs and stuff, I'm still on the tools and all that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you're, this might sound stupid to you, right? But uh, the firm step brothers. Aye. Aye. Uh, when Seth Rogan says to, to them, right, I, I quite like you. You're the you guys that I, I don't mind hanging around with for the full day. Aye. Aye, so I, I, I probably go for somebody that I like. That we probably get things in common, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That, that, that would add camaraderie to the team. Ah, you've just got that kind of personal level with them. Aye, well, that's the thing. See, when we at work, it's not as if we're at work. Aye. We're always having fun, making funny videos and doing stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. But obviously it's serious as well at the same time. We do a good job, but um, we do get a laugh and stuff like that. I work. Everybody's happy when they come and work in our place. Um, so we wouldn't want to take somebody on that, 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 that affected that. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. And do you do, I think this was from a couple of kind of younger people that had messaged, do you offer like work experience or anything like that? Obviously, in a normal, non-COVID environment. What, for like school, like people that are in school? Aye. Um, aye, we would, it depends what they were doing right enough. We have been asked in the past and mm-hmm. we have took people out, but because we are welding and stuff like that, um, we work with different gases and things like that, mm-hmm. um, they can just need to keep their distance because of um, our insurance, basically. Right. We just need to keep ourselves right. Aye. No, that makes sense. But it's good to just know that as well. Because I think a lot, of the, a lot of the podcast listeners I've got tend to be 15, 16, and they're at that kind of stage where they don't really know what they want to do, or they've maybe been in a situation where they just don't like school and they're, they're wanting to go and kind of start something for themselves. So it's, it's good to know that there's options there. To, to go and try these things. Um, no, well, we would definitely take people out to observe if they were to, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. um, the likes are dependent on what we were doing, really. Aye, no, that's fair enough. The thing that I was curious about, obviously you've had a lot of people who have kind of fought your corner, done a lot for, for the company as, as you've been growing it, but see, from your point of view, and it, it doesn't even need to be work-related, but who's your own inspiration? Should you kind of look to for a wee bit of support at times if you're just having a bit of a, a shit day? I've got a few people. Number one person that I go to is my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, don't get me wrong, he, he would, like, if, he, if he thinks it's me that's in the wrong, he'll tell me, do you know what I mean? Aye, aye. Um, I, I go to my dad, I've got a car, we've, we've, got, a, we've got another company, East 24 7, that we share, we share, we share our unit with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I quite talk, I quite often talk to Daryl face twenty four seven. He's one of my good mates. Mm-hmm. Um and the two of us think the same way. We're into the kind of same stuff, do you know what I mean? Aye. A lot of mindset stuff and all that. So um when I'm talking to him, we usually can come up with a good answer together. I see you've got that and I suppose that's good if he's around the same building as well, you've got that person to bounce off constantly. Aye, well that's okay. He's at the other end of the phone if I'm not in the office or whatever as well. 
well, do you know what I mean? So, Aye. Oh, he's a good boy, man. He probably be listening now because I didn't notice he follows your podcast on Instagram. <laughs> no, he's, he'll be waiting to see if you mention him then. <laughs> ah, <really. laughs> um, the, the thing that I was going to ask as well, and it's, it's something that I ask everybody that comes on it's, that's got their own business or, or something they've started for themselves, have you ever had any kind of big setbacks or kind of moments where you've been like, shit, this is this is going to be a disaster? Um, no, not really, to be honest. No. Um, obviously, with COVID and stuff like that, mm-hmm. we all were places being closed and all that. Um, we, we weren't doing a lot of work or bringing in a lot of money. We were surviving, but Aye. because the, the furlough scheme was a great thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the likes of some of the boys are still on flexi for a lot of now. Right. They can work, and uh-huh. the government will pay percent, eight percent of what the others we can't give them. But uh-huh. apart from that, no, there's not been any great setbacks. Um, we've kind of, we've kind of boxed clever, if, if you like. Mm-hmm. Where we, we've not got any great big overheads. We've got the vans to pay for, but the, the likes of the, the likes of the unit we're in, that we use for the storage and stuff like that. Yeah. We get that for free, but we do we do ice twenty four sevens work for free. Right, okay. Got you. Um so so we've got a few deals in place like that and it mm-hmm. keeps our keep keeps our overheads uh, low. Mm-hmm. So you know, we've pretty much survived ever since day one. That's and that's decent as well, I suppose, through the whole kind of COVID side of it because it, probably having those plans in place for you has done wonders because it means you've not had big overheads to, to stress about. No, definitely. Covid was as hard enough as it was. I lost my mum last April to Covid. Oh, sorry, hear that, mate. Um, so this is coming up for an anniversary. But apart from the two weeks I had off um, when my mum passed away, um, I've hardly missed a day at work since. Mm-hmm. And, so, and I suppose you've seen as well the kind of the first-hand like businesses that are suffering with it as well, because obviously you're out and about all the time working with different places. No, the, a lot of the places that we've looked after in the past have actually shut their doors and are opening them back up. Aye. Um, and at least uh, we, we look after we, we look after uh, the La Vita restaurants. Mm-hmm. And the, the owner of La Vita, he's, one of, he's a really good friend of mine as well. Mm-hmm. He, he's kind of used us pretty much since the start. Um, they've got like a, nearly 200 staff to to concern myself with, you know what I mean? You just imagine how much a headache that is. Aye, that's a nightmare. Aye, and so it's definitely, we we also do Six by Nico, and you see how many places he's got that all had to close. Aye. So it's it's been a hard time for the hospitality industry, and even the hotels that we do, um, they may be getting 10 guests in, that are coming for work, but mm-hmm. they can't feed them, and they, they are any risk and stuff. Aye. So there's no any really point at the moment. Aye, that's it. And I suppose, see with these places, obviously, in normal kind of times, are you are you always on call, or is there just set times that you go out, or is it just as and when? No, well, we are uh, we are on call for the full year, mm-hmm. twenty four hours a day. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll take turns about the weekend. Um, and it depends what the call is. It's, uh, we'll only really go there if it's an emergency. Aye. If somebody phones you up and say, I've got a ball cooler that's got a, a faulty light on it, mm-hmm. uh, well, you can wait till Monday then. Aye, you're not going out at four in the morning on a Saturday with that. 
I know exactly. And you get them, so you get them. The person's already left, and open their bed. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I can't. No, but we do up. a lot of bigger stuff. We have thousands and thousands of pounds worth of worth of stock in it, like big, massive walk-in fridges and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and freezers that's got thousands of pounds. If one of them gets doing then you need to be there really. Aye, aye, and deal with it. And I suppose it's it's that kind of just getting ready to react if it is something like massive like that and, and get out there and get it sorted? No, definitely, because the likes of Pirelli's ice cream, they had hundreds of thousands of pounds worth of ice cream in their freezer. Mm-hmm. So if it didn't happen to that, you had to be there. Like, But luckily enough, I live in Renfrew, they're, they're just in Paisley, so it's um, five minutes away, so you'd usually get there pretty quick. Aye, it's not a trek for you. It's not a trek yeah, at all. Um, Something that I wanted to touch on, and I'd, I'd actually written it down, but you mentioned it at the start that you, I know you were in the pro youth system with Livy, yep. and you'd obviously mentioned that, that you felt the kind of attitude side of things and you'd a bit of a short fuse kind of let you down. Was that just when things didn't go your way in the pitch, or was it just kind of a temperamental thing with you? Or what, what was the kind of background? I, I think it? it was probably to see it be what like that. Probably a lot of bravado stuff as mm-hmm. well. Like, like, see, see, growing up where I grew up, mm-hmm. like you had to turn into that. You had to turn into that wee asshole that, that everybody else was. Do you know aye, what I mean? Aye. Like, like to be able to survive in the scheme. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was probably a lot to do with that. Aye. Um, and did you aye. did you always think? that would be an issue for you or had coaches not said to you that that was the issue or? No, I just knew it was the issue. It was, uh, it was my issue all the way through school. I was like, like on the park, I was, see, see, I'm still playing now. Mm-hmm. Um, but see, 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 looking at people that are acting the way that I used to act, mm-hmm. I'm actually embarrassed for them. Aye. And myself, thinking, I used to, I used to act like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, because uh, I, I can't even remember the last time that I got yellow carded. When I was young, I was getting sent off, yellow carded every other week, and getting pulled off for fighting with my own teammates and shooting the referees and all that kind of stuff. Um, did you see what it probably boils down to? I thought I was better than what I actually was. Mm-hmm. And now I can see back and I realise, no, you weren't really that good. <laughs> Aye, but then I suppose it's uh, when you're in that pro youth system, you're just you're competing against everybody, aren't you? So you you need to have that approach to it that you're you're better than what's there. It's just it's just one of them. Yeah, well that's it. No, I wasn't as good as I thought I was anyway. Aye. And when I look when I look back at my attitude, I, I don't even really like looking back at it. To be honest with you, I don't want to be that guy. Aye, see for you, but when did that? When do you feel that kind of? swung for you the other way, like where you're actually know that and you kinda of were like, I need to I need to have a wee word of myself here. Probably when my kids were born. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, cause my boy plays football now as well. He's a good wee player. Um, and I'm I'm looking at him and I'm trying to I'm I'm trying to give him all the advice, like give him the advice, uh try to tell him to do the opposite of what I done. Yeah. So he he's actually playing, he's got a great attitude. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've seen him with his wee attitude and him enjoying his game. I think that's made me enjoy my game more. Aye. Do you know what I mean? And I, I suppose it's that thing as well. That, as, like as you said, with, with the kids and that, and the older you get, you tend to kind of 
get a wee bit more chilled out about things, it would have probably got you your back up before yeah, that. Like, yeah, I would really like that's the thing with him as well. Like he's where if if I would have got if somebody would have went over the ball tackled me, I'd have went mental. Aye. But with him if somebody does it to him, he just gets up and gets on with the game. And he just enjoys his game better. Um and since since he's been playing and I and I've since I since he's been playing and then I've been playing I've started playing the way he plays. Aye, and just enjoying yourself. Yep. I suppose you get to stay in the park longer, sure, no, around the ref. Wow. Well, that's, that's, that's if I can last now. <laughs> 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 the other the other kind of area, obviously you've you've done it, you've you've started when into a job as an apprentice, you've then started the business, you've worked the business through, you're obviously still in a good place with it, but for for MD that that's listening in that might want to kind of start something herself or maybe in this industry and they want to start something herself, what advice would you give to, to somebody in that position that's maybe at the start just now? I would just tell uh, you, my advice would be don't even think about it, just go for it. Mm-hmm. Just believe in yourself. Just just go for it. Like If it doesn't work, it doesn't work because you can get a job somewhere else, but you're going to lose 100% of the time if you don't try. Aye. So my advice would be just go for it. There's plenty of help out there with Business Gateway and stuff like that mm-hmm. to give you all the advice that you need. Um, and if empties want to come into my industry and start their own business, I'll be here to listen to them if they need me. Aye. And did you find yeah. the, the Business Gateway guys, was that helpful to you? See, when I started my business, I was... Yeah, the uh, Scottish Prince, uh, the Prince's Business Youth Trust for mm-hmm. Scotland, they they helped me more mm-hmm. because the, the mentor that I've got, Stuart, he he was actually like uh, an ambassador for them, right? Because um, they they helped him start as well, ah, so they, right, they, okay. they they were pretty good. If it was a young person, they they would be the people to go to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I recommend getting into business to anybody. Right. It can be hard at the start, but you've you've got a better life. I suppose but, it's it's that fear factor for a lot of people, isn't it? Well, that's it. But you're not going to you're not going to grow if you don't fight through that fear factor. Aye, no, hundred percent. Because I, like, I've I've done a lot of kickboxing over the years as well, and I was absolutely shitting myself to get into that ring. Mm-hmm. But I went in, I won. Aye. So um, don't let fear hold you back. Just keep going. And the same same question I ask everybody, obviously the, the whole point of this podcast is to speak to people for, for Glasgow, doing their thing in whatever industry it is, and I always ask my guests if there's anybody that they think would be would be good to come on or has, has got an amazing journey that they would be sharing. See, there probably is a guy that I've got, this was a guy, I, I, I lost my driving licence years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't work for six months, I lost it for six months. And the job centre put me into this training for work scheme in Paisley. Right. Um, and this guy helped me a lot. So he's, he runs a charity in Govan called the Pressure Trust. And he would be a top, top guy to get on. It's in Govan, it's in the island house. Oh, right, okay, I know you I'll have a wee look. And the, the, the last question that I'd, I'd got, and obviously it's probably more relevant based on what we spoke about with kind of school and things like that, but if you were to 
knowing, knowing what you know now and everything you went through with the business and all that, what would you what would you go back and tell your kind of 16 year old self? Um, knuckle down and get on with it. Um, behave yourself. No, as you see, to be honest with you, see, see if I was to go back and speak to my 16 year old self, I would tell myself to get into business back then. Aye. And give it a taste of it at least. If it doesn't work, you're 16 years old, you're probably still going to be play, uh, staying at your parents' house. You're not going to lose too much. Aye, exactly. It's kind Do you know of, what I mean? There's not as much risk involved. No, definitely. So, um, if I was going back to my 16 year old self, I would definitely push myself into starting a business back then. Mm-hmm. And do you think, from the, see from the point of view of like where you were at with school and you were just kind of wanting to go there, do you think there should be more done for people at that age who maybe kind of want to, they don't want to do the whole, maybe no brilliant exams and things like that and want to go to uni and they want to start a business or do something for themselves, do you think there should be more aimed at that market a kid? No, I, de- I, I definitely do. I've been watching a lot of Bob Proctor recently and um, that's one thing I keep saying is, is uh, and, uh, when you go to school, they don't, tell, they don't teach you how to earn money. Mm-hmm. You live by earning money. That's what pays for your food. And but they don't teach you that in school. Right. They, they teach you. They teach you how to count it. Right. But they, they should. I reckon there's probably should be something in school, some sort of support, if somebody did want to maybe start like no uh, starting a big business. Aye, I agree, mate. I think there should be. I think for for guys like yourself and, and other people that I've had on that have that have done it, I think schools should be falling over themselves to get you lot in and actually speaking to people because guarantee you in a classroom of 20, 30 kids there'll be at least two or three who are sitting there going, I don't want to be doing this, I want to go and get a business, I want to start something for myself that your experience will zone right into them right away more than any teachers told them about maths or uh, geography or anything like that. They, they want to know how can I go and earn money? What, what can I do? to go and make that money for myself. No, oh, definitely, because how many people do you know that's, um, that's just left school to go and do an apprenticeship that they don't even want to do just so they can make money? Aye, it's that I don't, I don't think that I don't think they're pushing people enough into doing what they want to do. Like, like my son, he, he's... Um, he's, he's putting his, his exams in He's putting his subjects in there for S3. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying, what are you picking? When, why, why are you picking these ones? He says, because they're the easiest ones. I'll get the best grades in there. Uh, but is it going to tie in with what you want to do when you leave school? No. He says, well, I want to be a professional football player. I says, that's fair and well, but you don't you don't go to your training. So <laughs> pick something that's going to get you a job that you might want to do rather than pick geography when, you, when you're probably not going to be a travel agent or something like that. Aye. Aye. Aye, that's it. But I think it's that whole... It's that whole path that you're supposed to follow with school, exams, uni, degree, job, but it doesn't always work like that. It doesn't always work like that for every kid that's in there. No, definitely not. No, I think definitely with the schools, there should be, there should be something to do with there should, there should be more more help with trying to find, uh, try to find what they want to do rather than pushing them towards something that the schools think they should do. Aye, 100%, mate. <laughs> um, <laughs> But it's John. It's been brilliant to talk to you, mate. I love the whole background of how the company started and and where you've kind of came from to where you are now. And I think 
it's it's one of these episodes that's going to go out and there is so many young guys in Glasgow especially in that position of just I want to do something for myself and I think that these are the kind of journeys that, that they need to hear but I totally appreciate you coming on mate it's been brilliant no not at all I've been asked to go on a podcast but they didn't shoot me I thought you have suited me um, other ones were MMA fighters and things like that but that's not really me so when I seen yours I thought you're the guy for me <laughs> mate, I love that I love that that means that means I'm growing as well word of mouth <laughs> that's it as well, I know. Uh, but no, it's it's been amazing, mate. I know you're a busy man, so I appreciate you taking the time. Um, and I'll definitely catch up with you soon. Yeah, 